Rochester Regional Health, working every day to improve the health of individuals and communities so everyone can enjoy a better, healthier life, presents another edition of Rock Your Health Radio. Here's Bill Klaproth. Heart disease remains the leading cause of death for both U.S. men and women. So what are some of the advancements in heart health care? Here to tell us more is Dr. Jeremiah Depta of Rochester Regional Health. Dr. Depta, thanks for your time. So it sounds like we're making inroads in heart health care. Can you tell us about some of these new procedures? Oh, absolutely. Um, Thanks for having me uh, on on today. Um, Yeah, we're really at... uh, at a revolution uh, in the way we're able to deliver heart care uh, to our, our patients. And today I'd like to discuss some of the specific procedures that recently um, been approved for use in patients, but are really kind of changing the paradigm in how we're uh, practicing medicine. Um, the first procedure is something called uh, transcatheter aortic valve replacement. And that's known by the acronym TAVR. And again, T-A-V-R. It is a procedure uh, that we are able to replace the aortic valve without having to perform open-heart surgery. It is performed on patients who have a condition called aortic stenosis, specifically people who have severe aortic stenosis. And what that condition is, when the aortic valve Uh, becomes calcified and stiffened and does not open properly. This causes patients to be very symptomatic where they would develop fatigue, tiredness, feeling out of breath, chest discomfort, sometimes lightheadedness when they are doing their activities. It's a progressive condition. It gets worse over time, and there's really no medical uh, therapy for it. It's also associated with a high risk of death, meaning once you have severe symptomatic uh, aortic stenosis, your lifespan is limited. Uh, In a general population, about half the people will not survive beyond the first one to two years uh, after diagnosis. Traditionally, the only option people would have would be open-heart surgery. Um, uh, And more recently, uh, we are now able to replace this valve uh, without any surgery at all. Um, and that's what uh, the procedure, again, uh, called TAVR uh, does. Uh, specifically, this procedure in the overwhelming majority of people, we get access into the arteries in, in the leg. Uh, again, not having to use any cutting or to use any sort of surgical technique, we're able to get access to the arteries and then deliver in a new heart valve and essentially put a heart valve where their heart valve is from that standpoint, and the old one just gets pushed up to the side. The procedure takes about one to two hours. We do it both on awake patients or people who are under general anesthesia, and within four hours of the procedure, patients are up ambulating around, and here at uh, Rochester Regional, uh, about half of our patients will leave the day after the procedure, and 90 to 95% will leave within two days um, with very minimal uh, recovery uh, from that Well, that is amazing no open heart surgery and you're able to replace that valve um, with such a minimally invasive procedure the patient is up and walking that afternoon able to leave the next day well that is 
amazing, the TAVR procedure, being able to replace an aortic valve with a minimally invasive procedure, amazing. Patient is up and around moving later that day, able to go home in most cases the next day. That's terrific. And when you talk about stenosis, you're talking about hardening of the arteries, right? The plaque buildup, and that's not good. And that not only promotes heart failure, but also stroke too. So being able to do that in such a quick fashion, it is just absolutely Amazing. Can most people get that, or are there certain people that only qualify for a TAVR uh, procedure? Yeah, that, that's a good question, and I'll just clarify. Um, the, the TAVR procedure is, is meant to be done on, on the valve, so it's definitely a hardening or, or a calcification, uh, but it's not of the arteries. It's actually of the valve itself, and, and the valve is uh, what the hardest to push blood out of to go to the entire body, but it's, it's in a similar light. Um, uh, it's in the same pathway as some of the um, uh, of what we commonly think of of hardening of the arteries. Specific to patient selection, um, initially the uh, procedure was only approved for patients who are the highest risk um, uh, for open heart surgery. Um, but more recently, it's now able to be performed on, on people who are intermediate risk. Uh, and that qualifies about about half of the people who can get open heart surgery, who would under would typically undergo open heart surgery, uh, are now able to get this procedure. How we assess this when patients um, uh, get referred uh, for uh, for TAVR, we do a, a comprehensive assessment. Uh, we do a CAT scan on the same day that we we meet them, uh, and we are able to assess not only the risk for open heart surgery. Uh, we're able to review all their medical history in detail, get CAT scan imaging to see if the arteries and the legs are large enough to get the valve uh, up to the heart, um, and then put everything together in conjunction with our cardiac surgeons to try to determine what is the best uh, strategy for that patient um, to get their valve replaced. That is amazing. And with proper lifestyle changes then, what is the efficacy of that valve replacement? How long will that last? Uh, the 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 efficacy currently um, is 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 on par with what is uh, for surgical valves, though being a newer technology, there's not studies beyond 10 to 15 years. Um, in the United States, there's five-year data showing the valves work as good as surgical valves. Um, uh, and then if you look in Europe, where they've been doing this for longer, there's data out to eight. To 11 years, and again, sorry, that's in Europe and Canada. So, uh, to the, the current available evidence, uh, we have no indication that these valves don't work as well as surgical valves. Right. And Dr. Depta, can you share any other new procedures that are available now that are helping with heart health care? Yes. Uh, there's uh, also something called the Watchman uh, device. Uh, this is a device that is, is more recent, available uh, nationally for about the last uh, 12 to 18 months. Um, specifically, it's designed for people who have uh, atrial fibrillation. Um, this is, atrial fibrillation is a, a condition where the top part of the heart, called the atria, uh, do not beat properly. And because of that, um, what happens is that the blood will pool and become stagnant at the top part of the heart. Um, and that is, unfortunately, that can lead to clots in the upper part of the heart that can break loose and go anywhere in the body. And most importantly, we're worried would it go up to the, to the brain and cause a stroke. So traditionally, the uh, upfront treatment was to be put on blood thinners. 
The unfortunate thing is there are a lot of patients who cannot tolerate long-term uh, therapy with, uh, with an oral anticoagulant, um, and that can be for various reasons. The most common is the obvious one, which is bleeding, uh, that patients either have a history of bleeding on blood thinners or, or without blood thinners, or they might have had a serious brain, brain bleed. They could also be somebody who's very prone to falls and being on a blood thinner may be risky. So there's various reasons where long-term uh, treatment with blood thinners may not be the best option. Specifically, the Watchman device basically plugs the area of the heart that the vast majority of clot comes from, and that's specifically called the left atrial appendage. It's a finger-like projection off the uh, left side, uh, uh, sorry, off the atria on the left side of the heart. And what we do is essentially put a plug there um, uh, that occludes uh, blood from going in there. Patients will have to be on blood thinners for 45 days, but the procedure is performed uh, uh, in one to two hours. Uh, uh, they're put under general anesthesia, um, uh, but they are able to leave the day after the procedure. Um, and the success rates are very high for this procedure. It's anywhere from 92 to 98% success rates that we're able to occlude it. As I mentioned, patients will have to stand their blood thinner typically for 45 days, though there is some flexibility in that. And then we do an ultrasound of the heart at 45 days to make sure the device is doing what it's supposed to do, and then people come off their blood thinners. The very cool thing is when they looked at patients who could not tolerate long-term um, oral anticoagulation or blood thinners, and the one, several large trials looked at uh, randomizing, meaning taking one set of one population and giving them the device, the other population and, and putting them on warfarin. They found dramatic reductions in the risk of bleeding with the device, and there's actually which actually translated into a reduction in mortality, uh, meaning death um, from that standpoint. And it's all due to the prevention. Um, of the bleeding events that happen from blood thinners. So the people who would qualify for this uh, procedure would be people who, again, have atrial fibrillation, are at a higher risk for stroke, but cannot tolerate the long-term um, uh, therapy with, with blood thinners. Dr. Depta, thanks for sharing information on those two devices. So the TAVR procedure for those people that have stenosis of the aortic valve and the Watchman device treating people with AFib. Just terrific advancements, and thank you so much for sharing those with us. And if you could just wrap it up for us, why should someone choose Rochester Regional for their heart health needs? Well, Ro Rochester Regional uh, really is able to offer... Uh, the latest technology that is available uh, in, 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 cardi in cardiology. Um, there is really not a single procedure that uh, is performed in the United States that is not offered here. Uh, we have uh, had excellent outcomes uh, and, and are able to provide the same care uh, locally that you would receive at any of the top uh, medical centers uh, in the United States uh, from that standpoint. Well, that's great information, and thank you so much for sharing that with us. And you're listening to Rock Your Health Radio with Rochester Regional Health. For more information, you can go to rochesterregional.org. That's rochesterregional.org. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.